your expectation. The Lord will exceed your expectation. In the name of Jesus, expectation is the womb of manifestation. That the Lord will exceed your expectation. In the name of Jesus, Father, exceed every expectation in this house today. In the name of Jesus, let your work come forth with power. Oh, Lord, let your work come forth with power this morning. Let your name be glorified. Lord, we appreciate you. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. We give you thanksgiving. We give you praise. Blessed be your name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. You were able to improvise. That was, that was awesome. Amen. Uh, so, praise the Lord. So, this morning we're going to look at um, understanding divine direction. It's a month of divine direction. Uh, that's the word God gave to us for this month of December. Uh, it's easy to put, uh, to get a team like Finishing Strong, uh, you know, to get a team like, uh, you know, whatever uh, for December, you know, celebration, uh, joy to the world. Yeah, but God says it is a season of divine direction. And the reason why God said that is simply because he wanted us to know that um, we need to understand where we are going now. You know, you know, normally in January, that's when people begin to make New Year resolution. Uh, uh, by, by March, I want to have lost uh, 10 pounds. Uh, by February, I want to have grown by 6, <laughs> six inches. You know, people just make come out of resolution. But God said to me, he said, you need to uh, know where you're going now. Uh, when you have a direction... Because he said, he said to me, he said, no matter how fast you are going, if you are going in the wrong direction, it's still wrong. But he said, no matter how slow you seem to be moving, and you are moving in the right direction, you are making progress. So it's important for us to know that God is interested in guiding us. God is interested in leading us in the path that he has prepared for our lives. The Bible says, our, you know, our story is written in Psalm 139. It said, everything concerning our life is written in the book. Before we live each day, God has written every day in the book. Alright? So every day, a page must be opened. Whether we open that page or not, every day a page is opened. And so we need to have, you know, progress is when you are going the right direction. No matter how slow you may be going. If you are going the right direction, that's progress. And no matter how fast you are going, if you are going in the right, in the wrong direction, that is not progress. That is backwardness. May that not be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. That will not be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will make progress. You will continue to move forward. In the mighty name of Jesus. And in this season, the Lord will direct you. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says God is the one who directs the affairs of our lives. Psalm 23, that's our text. Uh, the, the topic again is understanding divine direction. Psalm 23, and I'll read from verse 1. Psalm 23 from verse 1. He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Can you see that twice there he said, He leadeth me. He leadeth me. Who is leading? God. 
is leading me. All right. Supporting uh, text. Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30. From verse 20. And we'll read verse 20 and 21. So we can capture the whole. He said, And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yes, shall not thy teacher be removed into a corner anymore, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. And thy hear shall hear a war behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. This is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. And the Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. He is the way. But then, if we don't ask him for the way, if we don't engage in knowing the way, then how do we get to know? It's like a man, you mean, assuming you are in a city you have never been, or a place where you have never been, you don't know your way around there. And you say, I'm not going to ask anybody any question. The only person, who, except you, you know, we depend on the Holy Spirit to guide you. Yes, he has done that several times. We lead people. But that's God. But if you say you don't want to ask anybody, and you don't have the Holy Spirit, and you say you want to, how do you get to where you're going? Hallelujah. And I find out that no matter how much information we have, no matter how much we know, we cannot get to where we're going in life except God leads us. Because oftentimes you find out that even with all the information you have, you find out that there were things that you thought you knew that you didn't even know. How many times have we sourced for information from people that we thought were knowledgeable only for us to find out that, they don't even, that all the information they gave us that we thought were the truth was not even true? Hallelujah. For example, now for those of us who are here, who you know, came from other parts of the world, other country, we... There were information people gave to us about this country that when we got there, we found out that a lot of those information were wrong. Even some of the information you get on the internet, they were not accurate. Guess what? Because information keeps changing. But the Bible says to me that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change. He said, I'm the Lord, I change it not. So you sons of Jacob are not consumed. So when you don't know where you are going, everywhere you find yourself will look like it. Everywhere you find yourself will look like it. Every step you take now either takes you forward or backward. You will not go backward in Jesus' name. You will keep moving forward in the name of Jesus. One of the greatest tragedies is living without direction. One wrong step can wreck a man completely. Proverbs 14 verse 12. One wrong step. There's a story of a man that I read in a book. This man had a ministry that the lame were walking. Miracles. Major miracles. But guess what? He said to another man of God, he said, I mean, when, when this man met him again, when this pastor met him, this man was, already, was blind. This man that God mightily used of God was blind. And he said to the man, he said, in 1981, I took one wrong step. And everything about my life went down. He was blind at that point. The same man that without touching anyone, miracles was happening in his crusade. The blind eye were open, popping open. 
now became a blind man. Why? Because of one wrong step that he took. Hallelujah. God told uh, Paul Enenche, you know, it's, it's all over the news now. God told uh, Dr. Paul Enenche, he said to him, he said, 1,000 acres of land in a wrong location. I mean, he told him, he said, one acre of land at the right location is better than a thousand acres of land in the wrong location. Because if God is not there, God cannot sponsor it. If God is not there, God cannot defend it. If God is not the one leading you, God cannot defend what he has not started. And we need to learn that. The earlier we learn that, the better. So there are some prayers we are praying. There are some things we are asking to move, move these. And they are not moving simply because we are out of order. It's just like sometimes when, when a certain part of your, of your body uh, is out of order, you begin to feel pain. You feel pain that normally, uh, you know, all the, the whole body will just be in pain. Why? Because just one part is out of order. Hallelujah. He said here, Proverbs 14, verse 12, he said, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It seems right. It seems right. It seems like the right way to go according to your own calculation. But then it leads to death. Who wants to go on the way that you know leads to death? You, of course, you, in your common sense, you want to go there. But that's what we do when we take decisions in life without God. When we want to go on our own outside God. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 16 verse 25. God repeated the same thing verbatim. Look at what he said. He said there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Verbatim. Why? For emphasis. God wanted us to pay attention to that. He said, no, he looks right. The fact that he looks right doesn't make he's godly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55 verse 8, God says, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Are you with me this morning? It's important. So it is time for us to stop guessing about life. It is time to seek the Lord wholeheartedly. So that he can unfold his plans for your life. He has a plan. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, he said, Before I formed thee, I knew thee. I have a plan for your life. Jeremiah 29 11 says, I know the plan. Don't say the Lord. I know the plan that I have for you. Wonderful plan. To give you a future and a hope. The plan of God does not lead to death. The plan of God leads to fulfillment. It leads to an expected end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you've been divinely designed. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Therefore, you've been designed by God to accomplish a particular assignment. You know what? You know, I was saying to somebody recently, I said, it would not be easier for God to just create all of us be the same. The same desire, the same passion. We talk the same way. We walk the same way. We dress the same way. We do things the same way. But he didn't. As a matter of fact, children born in the same, by the same parent, the same father and mother, 
They don't, you know, even when you, when you look at them, they don't, even my own children, all of them, they are different. My wife was even saying it in the car this morning, said, thank God they are all different. <laughs> I said, yes, thank God they are all different. It would have been so boring. Can you imagine? Somebody like mac and cheese. Everybody like mac and cheese. Somebody like fries. Everybody in the house likes fries. No. They all have different, even food. They all like different things. Hallelujah. So it would be foolhardy of me to start comparing them. They are different. So every one of us, we are different. God has a path for us in life. God has an assignment for you. He has a unique purpose for your life. So don't copy. Stop copying anybody. Whatever God asks you to do is different from what anybody else is, is doing. Oh yeah, God can say, well, model, like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, he said, follow my example as I follow Christ. You know, people have gone ahead, yeah, God can say model, but you will still find out that at the end of the day, the result will even be different. Hallelujah. Are you with me? This man is important. So to be ignorant of your place in God's plan can lead to a life of toiling and frustration. Remember growing up, there were people then who all they did was, you know, they travel abroad, you know, and all that because that was all that was like, you know. And then we saw them 20, 25 years later, they came back home empty. And there were people they left home who were re- doing really well that when they got back, they were the one now employing them. Are you with me this one? Because God did not send them. If God sent you and put you here, you will flourish. Wherever God, pr- Bible says, they that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. If God places you somewhere, you will flourish there. If he doesn't place you there, you better get out of that place quickly enough. Quick! To avoid frustration. Hallelujah. God has a place prepared for you in life and until you discover his plan and walk in it, you cannot arrive at your glorious destiny. Let's read uh, Joel chapter 2. Hmm... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say to yourself, God has a plan. And I'm discovering that. And I'm walking in it. In the name of Jesus. Nothing will stop me from walking in the plan of God for my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. He says here, let's read from verse 4. You know, Job chapter, uh, Joel, Joel chapter 2. Let's read from verse 4. But you can read from, you know, verse 2 but down. But let's just read from verse 4 to 8. Because of our time, he said, The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses. And as horsemen, so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains, they shall leap like the noise of a flame of fire that devoured the stubble. As a strong people set in battle array, before their face, the people shall be much pain. All faces shall gather blackness. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. And they shall march everyone on his ways. And they shall not break their ranks. Neither shall one trust another. They shall walk everyone in his path. You see? Everyone walk in his path. And when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. You are not going to be wounded only when you walk in the path that God has placed for you. You know, I remember in those days when I was growing up, when I was in college, I noticed something then. You know, I started this, uh, you know, I opened a business, started this here, you know, hair care business, taking care of, you know, like, you know, Baba and all that. And I had this one that, 
was basically taking you. So I had this business going on, and uh, I noticed that somebody starts something, and everybody begins to do the same thing. And I was like, don't people have their own... This, you know, don't, 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 don't look at something else. It, it's going to lead everybody to become a baba. Are you with me? If God is leading you, there's nothing wrong in doing that. But, I mean, do you have to copy somebody else? Just because somebody is doing it, everybody wants to do it. When you have not found out what God has called you to do. So here he's saying, everybody have their own path. Locate your own path and then make progress. They were not hindered because they all had their own path. Nobody was crossing anybody. Do you know one of the reasons why we put each other down? Or people put people down? It's because they are not even secure in their own place. If you are secure in where God has placed you, it doesn't matter. My wife was saying yesterday, she said, you know, we're watching um, some live stream of, you know, some live services of some churches and, you know, different one was just coming on, on YouTube. And my wife was like, hmm, in the same Abuja, in Lagos, Nigeria, um, in Abuja, Nigeria, there is a Koza. Uh, they have their own crowd. There is a Winners Chapel, Goshen. They have their own crowd. There is NNC, Dunamis. They have Mammoth crowd. There is a family worship center. Omaku, Joy Omaku. They have their own. She was in the same city. I said, because every one of them, if God is the one who has called them to that city, send their own people to them. You don't just go to a church because you like the pastor. You go to a church because God said that is your pastor. That's I me. Mean. If you go to a church simply because you like the pastor, I like the way he dressed, oh, so, you are me. Did God ask you to go there? Because you have a pastor assigned to you. You have a teacher assigned to you. You have your own prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. It's in scripture. One of these days we're going to have, a, you know, have some, you know, God lead us to go into that direction. I will talk about it. The cheapest way out of frustration is to abide in God's plan for your life. God has a master plan for each of us. But it is your responsibility to get the details of the plan from heaven at every stage that you get to. Even as young as we are now as a child, by the grace of God, I am inquiring constantly, God, what do we do? God, what are we supposed to be doing? God, when is this? For example, we're looking for a place. We found a place for the church where to move to. We found a place. In fact, not one place. We found three places. And there was one particular one I really, really fell in love with. And then I was, you know, going to... Call a meeting for us to discuss, you know, the, 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 the leadership team to talk about it. And the Lord said, no. God said, I'm not in it. I'm like, okay. He said, wait between now and Easter next year and see what I will do. So right now you see a man who is on pause. I am on pause. God says, wait and see what I will do between now and Easter. Ah, okay. It's very important. You can move into that building and you find out that and you are wrongly located because God is not there. People won't come. And then you are paying the bills by yourself. And the pressure that you don't have, you now put the pressure on yourself. Because every time you are out of the plan of God, you put yourself under unnecessary pressure. Instead of spending your years in, you know, 
in prosperity, you know, your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure, pleasure now turn to pressure. It's important. Hallelujah. So quickly, what is direction? What is direction? Knowing your assignment determines your attainment in life. If you don't know your assignment, then life becomes a struggle. Vision is the unfolding of God's master plan, whereas direction is the steps you take to accomplish it. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. I'll take that again. Vision is vision is the unfolding of God's master plan. Direction is the steps you need to take to accomplish it. Are you with me this morning? I'm with you. So you need to accomplish it by asking the Lord for direction. Because he's the one who gave you the plan. If somebody, let's say for example, an architect, you know, draw a picture for you of a house. Sincerely, if you, you might not be able to interpret it. But he can he can't interpret it. Detail, because it's, it's, it's always detail. God has the detailed plan. Detailed plan. That's why nothing surprises him. You think you can, something, something surprises God? Mm-mm. Nothing surprises God. He knows everything. Let's go to Ecclesiastes quickly. Chapter 10. Hallelujah. We're going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. And then we will read Ecclesiastes again. Amen. God has a plan. He has a plan. Big plan. Wonderful plan. Are we there? Ecclesiastes chapter 10. All right, from verse 5, it says, There is an evil which I have seen under the sun as an error. You see, it's, not, it's completely out of order. It's not supposed to be so. That's why I said an error. Which proceeded from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in low place. I have seen servants upon horses, and princes walking as servants upon the air. Why? Because of lack of direction. When there is no direction... Princes will walk barefoot, footed. And servant will be riding on horses. That's what you call twisted. When there is no direction, life is twisted. God wants to give us direction. God wants to give us direction. Hallelujah. Verse 10. Let's read verse 10 of that. Ecclesiastes 10. See here. He said, if the iron be blunt... And he do not wet the edge. Then must be put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. And where does wisdom come from? James chapter 1 verse 5. He says wisdom comes from the Lord. Wisdom is profitable to direct. So when you ask God for wisdom, then God gives you wisdom for direction. That's exactly uh, the, the distance we have in the bulletin this morning. There is direction. There is wisdom for divine direction. And it comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Divine direction is therefore 
a lifetime demand. Why every you have to, you know, you can never get to a point where you think you don't need direction from God anymore. No. No. You know, when when you, when when you actually allow God to lead you, you save yourself a lot of from a lot of stress. There are some relationships you don't need anymore. There are some things that have expired and we still carry with us. There are some issues that are not even important for you to even discuss. You will mind your own business and you will make progress. You will never get to a point in life where you no longer require direction from God. Direction is a lifetime companion. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15. He said, the labor of the foolish weareth every one of them because he knoweth not how to go to the city. He has no direction. And the Bible called him a fool. A fool labors and there's no direction. So it's a fool. Divine direction comes as instructions from the Lord. The Lord, the world, the world, we only hear those who hear from God. You want to be relevant? You need to hear from God. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 33. Proverbs 8, 33. Let me say this. Preaching is to inspire you. Teaching is to instruct you. I'm teaching this money. There's a difference. I'm not preaching. I am teaching. We've had, we've had a lot of inspiration. Ah, you can do it. Come on, let's throw it up. Let's teach. Because this I know. If you allow it to get into your heart, Bible says if your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. If you can have focus, this is what God wants me to do, this is it, and you put everything in it, Jesus Christ. Unlimited progress. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 33. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know how many times we go to meetings and we, we just get inspired and then in less than 24 hours, we can't even remember what the topic was. <laughs> But when you receive the word, when light shines, nobody can take it from you. <laughs> Proverbs 33 says, Hear instruction and be wise, and refuse it not. Hear instruction and be wise. So I want us to know that divine direction is your birthright. As many who are in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, as many who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It is your birthright for God to divinely direct you. It is your birthright. And so when you find yourself in a situation, even before you find yourself in a situation, a confused situation or a situation where you don't know whether to turn left or right, you need to ask God for, before you embark on any journey, you need to ask God for, Father, what do you want me to do? Is this your plan or not? If you say no, then you don't do it. And I want to say something this morning. Sometimes you pray and you don't hear. 
Don't take silence to be that God wants you to go ahead. Wait some more. He will speak. I've seen that where, you know, all I got was silent and I thought, hmm, even when I said no, he wouldn't have said no. But because he didn't say no, I took it to be yes. I took silence to be yes and I paid dearly for it. Don't make that, don't make the same mistake. Divine direction is the birthright of every believer. It is your heritage in God. The moment you give your life to Christ, to Jesus Christ, you are entitled to God's guidance. Psalm 32 verse 8. You are entitled to God's guidance. So don't beg for it. Ask for it. Lord, lead me and guide me. Honestly, that's been one of my prayers for years. Lord, lead me and guide me. Lead me and guide me. Don't only lead me, guide me. For yes, that's been my prayer. That's one of my major prayers. Lord, lead me and guide me. Because I don't want to waste my time. If you have to experiment with life, the first 30 years of your life, when are you going to do the real thing that God created you to do? When you experiment with life, you just get through life the first 40 years. When are you going to enter into the purpose of God and fulfill it? We don't have time. Yes, God said, you know, the number of our days will fulfill. Glory be to God. But do you know how many years God assigned to you? Do you know? Because sometimes somebody passes at 50 and we think, oh, they die young. And in God's plan, that was just what they've done. They finished what they're supposed to do. And instead of just occupying space, <laughs> God just say, come, come home. You will fulfill the number of your days in Jesus' name. You will not die before your time in the name of Jesus. Amen. But let's not be reckless with our lives. Correct? Being reckless with life is not doing what God has brought us here to do. Whether you were planned by your parents when they gave birth to you or not, God planned you. And that's what that matters. <laughs> not what your parents thought. Hallelujah. Are we there, Psalm 32? Verse 8. Hallelujah. He said, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide you with my eyes. God said that he will guide you with his eyes. You better believe it. I will guide you with my eyes. God is committed to leading you, but are you committed to following his leading? God is committed to leading you, but are you committed to following his leading? That's another thing. Even children, sometimes, you know, for those of us who have little ones, sometimes you, you pull them in towards the certain direction, especially when you go to the, uh, to the grocery store. Or maybe you're at the mall. Maybe they, they saw a store, and maybe their favorite toy was there. And they are looking at them, and you are pulling them. You see how they will be pulling you back? Well, they are trying to go towards the object of their attraction. The same way, even adults, we do the same thing. And that's why the Bible says, as many who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It didn't say they are the children of God. It says sons. Because a level of maturity is required for us to follow. Even though divine directions are birthright, a level of maturity is required for us to follow. 
to follow God and believe that God has the best interest at our best interest at heart. Because if we think we know more than God, if we think we have everything figured out, then can God lead us? We'll not be like we'll be like that little child that is trying. You're trying to drag the child towards direction. Let's go. And the child is saying, I want to go that way. Hallelujah. Maturity is a requirement for you to enjoy God's direction in your pursuit of destiny. Any step you take without God, having commanded it, we always end in futility. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 37. Let's read it. I don't want to quote it. Let's just read it. So it gets into our spirit. Lamentation 3, 37. He says, Who is he that see it and it coming to pass? When the Lord commanded it not. Who? Except the Lord commands it, who is able to say, oh, and then it comes to pass. God has to command it. If God has not commanded it, it won't come to pass. It won't come to pass. So quickly, how does God lead you? I put here, direction is the key to distinction. Direction is the key to distinction. No one succeeds by power. No one triumphs by might. We only triumph by the unction of the Holy Spirit as we follow God's direction. So now, quickly, what are the steps to following God's direction? Number one, through His Word. As I'm preaching, I'm teaching now, by the grace of God, we're reading some scripture, the Word of God. Or you are studying, you know, reading your Bible, studying the Word, and then light just comes. That's one of the ways. And I find out that recently now, lately, I mean, over, over the years, God has done that. But lately, uh, I've been privileged to read a lot of books. I'm reading a lot now to the glory of God. I'm, I'm, I just, and I just, you know, developed the habit of making sure that minimum 30 minutes a day I read. And I find out that we were calculating the hours the other day. You know, the children were trying to calculate the number of hours that if you read 30 minutes a day, how many hours you would have been able to read every week? You know, and every month. It's a lot of hours that we don't even, we might just waste, and we don't even know we're wasting it. And I find out that as I'm even reading a book, God begins to speak to me through the book. I have some things, that, some questions in my heart that I've been, you know, asking God, God, you know, this. And then as I'm reading a book, the light shines through that book. And God says, The only thing said, That's your answer. Because the book was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So when you read your Bible, don't just, you know, pray before you read your Bible. We talked about that last Wednesday. Pray before you read your Bible. Even with just a religious prayer of, Lord, as I'm about to read my Bible, open my eyes to see, help me to understand. If, however you want to pray, pray. Even in just five seconds, Lord, help me to understand as I read the word. Help me to understand. Give me insight. Let me discover treasure from this. Hallelujah. So through his word, Psalm 119 verse 105 says, 
Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you are a word lover, you will never lack direction. There is a saying, I don't want to quote that. Uh, I want to say that, and I want, I want to quote it, but I will quote it you know, different ways. Now, this is my own quote. If you want to hide the truth from believers, put it in a book because they will never read it. A lot of believers. A lot of us, the only book we read is the Bible. We don't read anything else. Even though we're talking about the word of God, but do you know what? There are some Christian literature. There are some books that are inspired of God. There's one of the books now that I just finished reading. There's another one I'm reading right now. My God. It just blew my mind. There's one written by A.W. Tosa. And I was reading that book and I was like, I was feeling the Holy Spirit in the room. You know when you sit down and you are reading a book and you just feel the presence of God? Reading a book, it wasn't the Bible. I can imagine the presence of God when that book was written. Hallelujah. God breathes. One of our mentors, God told him that, that every book he writes, that the same power that is in the spoken word will be in the written word. So when you read the book by written by somebody like that, you, you're not just reading a book. You are reading life, breath of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Number two, how you can be directed by the voice of the Holy Spirit. You can be directed by the word of God. You can be directed by the voice of the Holy Spirit. And here, let's be careful here, because sometimes you hear the Holy Spirit speak audibly, but sometimes you hear him speak into your heart like a whisper. Hallelujah. But you hear him anyway. You can hear him through the words. You begin to read the word. It, it, you know, take your eyes to see a particular thing. And then you know God is speaking right here. To the voice of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 8 verse 29. The voice of the Holy Spirit gives definite instructions for direction. Don't go. Okay. We want to go to a place. We find a building for the church. No. I am not there. Okay, then what do we do? Watch me between now and Easter. See what I will do. Okay, yesterday, do you have an expectation? Yes, sir, I have an expectation. Put it down. What do you want? How many square footage do you want? What do you want to have in that facility? We put everything down. Yesterday. When do you want me to do it? He said, between now and Easter. He said, well, I can do it at the end of this month. Expectation. But give direction. Oh, Lord, thank you. There's an open door for this ministry in a country in Africa. Oh, we're excited. Do we go there? Go and check the instruction I gave to you when I gave you the mandate. Yes, sir. I went and opened the mandate. We're not doing any ministry out of Canada in the next five, for five years. Say focus here for five years. What does that do? That eliminates that option. Oh, there's an opening in Japan. Oh, they've even given us a building. But you are not the one for that assignment. Even though the door is open. The opening of a door doesn't mean God wants you to walk through that door. 
Hallelujah. Are we getting something out of this? Eight, Act 8, 29. And then we quickly we'll just, I'll give you the last one and then we'll just, we'll take our communion this morning. Amen. And the communion is titled, Lord, open my eyes, open my ears, open my heart. Those are the three prayer points we're going to pray. As you take the communion, you're going to pray that. Hallelujah. Even when you are sure it is God, keep checking. Even when you are sure it is God, keep checking. Keep checking. Because sometimes you are on an assignment, God leads you to that assignment, and then at another time, God is saying, Thank you very much. You are done there. Now, this is another assignment for you. You have to keep checking. For I perceive that thou art. Okay, uh, Acts 8.23. Oh, t- sorry, 8.29 rather. Not 23, 29. I was uh, wondering. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. The Spirit said unto Philip. The Spirit said unto him. Acts chapter 10 verse 19. Acts 10 19. Why Peter taught on the vision. The Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Acts 11, verse 12. And the Spirit bade them go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompany me, and we enter into this man's house. And the Spirit bade them. The Spirit. Who was guiding them? The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Number three, how to get direction? Get instructions and do them. Get instructions and do them. Sometimes instruction might come as a result of prophecy. A prophetic word comes. You get an instruction. Sometimes you are reading the word of God. <laughs> I remember one day I was reading scripture where Samuel said, God, uh, forgive, God forbid that I sin against God by not praying for you daily. God said, what, what does I mean? I said, this one is for me. Say, it is a sin for you as a pastor or as a leader not to pray for people under you. So I want to say for you, to you, even as a Christian, it is a sin for you not to pray for people in your place of work. Pray for the salvation of their souls. Pray for those who are saved there that they will stand and keep standing. You see that? So he wasn't only talking to me, he was talking to you too. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the Holy God will instruct you like that. And then guess what? At least now, by the grace of God, the thousands are coming, but at, the, at, time, now, at least now, I can carry the list of everybody and I have enough space to keep adding. I can carry with me in my pocket. Hallelujah. I can, I can take time now to pray. And I was saying, saying to my wife, I said, if I pray one more minute for everybody in this church, I've already prayed one hour. You see? So if you begin to mention the name of people at your place of work, one by one, you can imagine how many other time will go. Amen? Amen. So it's important. 
Proverbs 4 verse 13. And then we will take our communion. Are we excited about this month? Amazing God. Hallelujah. Amazing God. Proverbs 4 verse 13. He said, take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her for she is thy life. Instruction is your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just burn our heads to pray this morning. But you know, the most important thing for us to hear God, like I said, is your bad right. But our relationship with the Lord must be right. Very, very important. That is the starting point. So if you're here this morning and you, you know, you know, even just going on your own part, doing your own thing, going contrary to the plan of God, is outside the will of God. This is the time to just put it right. Why don't you talk to the Lord this morning? Ask Him. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I follow my own plan. I've done my own thing. But I'm asking you now for mercy. I'm asking you this morning for mercy. I'm asking you, Lord, that you will help me. Forgive me henceforth. Help me to follow your plan for my life. In the name of Jesus. Lord, in any way, oh Lord, I've let you down. I ask of you this morning. Have mercy on me. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we give a praise this morning. Oh, we honor you this morning. Hallelujah to your holy name. Thank you, Father. Go ahead and talk to him. Go, go, go ahead and talk to him. Go ahead and talk to him. In the name of Lord, we receive the communion this morning. Lord, breathe upon it, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, turn it to your blood and to your flesh. As we partake, we receive strength. In the name of Jesus. Glory, glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' name. Keep talking to the Lord. Lord, as I take the communion, open my ears to hear you. Open my eyes to see. To see you. And open my heart to understand. As I partake this morning. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and just praise him this morning. Glory be to your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.